In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said, do not judge and you will not be judged. Forgive and you will be forgiven. The measure you give will be the measure you get back. When I was young, like yesterday, one of the popular images of God was that of an old, fiery-eyed, white-bearded, white man who scolded all the time. He was watching. He was keeping score. He kept a big judgment book. And when you died, God read from that judgment book and sentenced you according to that giant scorebook. One of the many, many conversions of my life, true realizations of my life, was that God is not that cold-hearted judge. God is not a heavenly scolder. I certainly acknowledge that God does know us better than we know ourselves. God is an excellent judge of character. God is a judge that way, a kind knower of people. There is judgment, but it is kind. But again, that's another story, another sermon. My point this morning is that over the centuries, the church adopted more and more this fiery-eyed image of God as a heavenly scolder. Once the church believed it, we began to imitate the image. The church preached on it and used the image to accumulate more power for itself. And thus, more and more, the church herself took on the image of being a heavenly scolder. Now, I may have failed, but I have spent my entire ministry trying to undo that image. I've spent my entire ministry trying to teach and trying to model a God who does not scold. Thus, I have been considered a liberal by the conservatives because I was fiddling with their image of God. And yet, I've been considered a conservative by the liberals because I want people to believe in a kind and personal God. I teach of a non-scolding God because I've realized another conversion, a critical spiritual principle of life. And it's this. 
Whatever we admire, we become. Whatever we worship, we become. If we believe in a scolding God, we become scolders ourselves. So early on in this COVID pandemic, this was a reason that I adopted the principle, first, no judgment. That principle comes from our gospel for this morning. Luke 6:37, judge not, a scriptural principle. But this image of a judging and scolding God It's hard to reverse. It's hard to teach. It's hard to model the kindness of God instead. For some reason, we have a human predilection to quickly take negative postures, to assume threats and dangers. Maybe that tendency comes from our inherited survival skills in the wild. Maybe it's our inherited sin. But wherever the tendency comes from, it seems that every crisis in our time provides the church another opportunity to scold. Whether we are conservative or liberal, The more we scold, the more we are teaching the world to scold. When people go to a church that scolds, whether conservative or liberal, they learn to scold. It doesn't matter whether our God is a white male at all. It could be black male or white female or black female. Conservative or liberal, the result is the same. Scolders teach people to scold. It's hard to teach kindness. It's hard to take the gentle, non-scolding approach. It takes practice. So much practice until one day, it's not so hard. Practicing non-scolding is like practicing non-anxiousness. It's hard until one day, with practice, maybe it becomes part of our nature. That's the church I want to be a part of, a church that practices non-scolding. It's about becoming what we model. Judge, and we learn to judge. Judge not, and we learn to judge not. This principle is actually illustrated throughout Scripture and throughout the lives of the saints, the way we imagine God is the way we experience God. The way we project God 
is the way we experience God. If we project God to be a judge, then we will experience God as judge. We will reap judgment. But if we imagine God as forgiver, then we reap forgiveness too. In our Genesis lesson this morning, we hear a story about Joseph. Joseph, the forgiver. How in the world did Joseph learn forgiveness? I imagine it took a lot of practice. The last 13 chapters of Genesis, the long story of Joseph, including his brothers selling him into slavery, is a story about forgiveness. Finally, in the last chapter, the brothers of Joseph ask for forgiveness. And Joseph weeps, and his brothers weep. And Joseph says to them in Genesis chapter 50, Do not be afraid. Even though you intended harm to me, God intended it for good. So have no fear, said Joseph. I myself will provide for you and your little ones. And then Genesis adds this summary. In this way, Joseph reassured them, speaking kindly to them. Genesis chapter 50. Joseph realized that God is kind. God is kind, and so Joseph could be kind too. This past Wednesday, in one of his online meditations, a saint of our own time illustrated this principle in another way. Richard Rohr, the jolly Franciscan, said this, A Christian is someone who has met one. Because this whole thing is contagious, Rohr goes on to say, when we meet a person of a certain quality of maturity, we too can become more mature. We meet a patient person, and we learn how to be patient. We meet a loving person, and we learn how to be loving. That's the way human beings operate. And Rohr goes on, he says, when we meet a really grounded, happy, and free person, we become more like that because we'll be satisfied with nothing less. This whole thing, our faith, spreads through and by the quality of our relationships. That's from Richard Rohr. The principle is this. God is kind. If we imitate a kind God, 
we grow in the kindness too. If we imitate a forgiving God, we grow into forgiveness too. So in today's gospel lesson in Luke, from his Sermon on the Plain, Jesus is talking about this very principle. The verse here from Luke has a similar cadence. Forgive, and it shall be forgiven you. But here's the point. There are two ways to believe this verse. The first way is the old way, the scolding way, as if God is a score-keeping judge, commanding us to forgive if we want to be forgiven. That's the wrong way. We don't get forgiven because someone is keeping score, as if it is some transaction. Again, it's not about a judge keeping score. No, we get forgiven because of an amazingly natural process, maybe even a biological, physical process, certainly a spiritual principle. We become whom we imitate. We grow into the people with whom we spend time, to whom we listen, whom we imitate even, whom we worship, We get forgiven naturally as we forgive. If we spend our time and energy listening to scolders, we will become scolders. If we spend our time with mean judgment, we become mean judges. If we spend our time with forgivers, Behold, we become kind forgivers. I thank God for the kind people among us today. And I thank God for kind churches all over the world, where the world learns gentleness and forgiveness. Jesus sums it up by saying this, The measure you give will be the measure you get back. It's a natural spiritual principle. We get back what we give into the world. God teaches us through the church, through each other, to give this world mercy and loving kindness. Amen.